Now, Asia First on CNA 938. And it's now time to take a look at the latest developments out of Gaza. U.S. President Joe Biden uh, sending the strongest signal yet of significant progress made in truce talks between Israel and Hamas. Uh, but neither side echoed his message. Hamas says large gaps need to be bridged as they digest the latest iteration. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, meanwhile, says the Rafah offensive will go ahead. Dr. Jessica Ganawa, Senior Lecturer in International Relations at Flinders University, joins us this morning on Asia First to discuss this further. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Dr. Ganawa. Now, let's start with that um, declaration almost or by Mr. Joe Biden, the US President, saying Israel has essentially agreed to a halt in Gaza attacks for Ramadan and hopes for a temporary ceasefire next week. Uh, both Benjamin Netanyahu and Hamas leaders expressed surprise at uh, Mr. Biden's statement saying big gaps remain. What can we read from the mixed signals here, Dr. Ganao? Yeah, this is quite interesting and it does make me think that President Joe Biden's comments may have been slightly premature whilst we are aware that negotiations are ongoing. But the last time that we actually did have a successful cessation of hostilities some months ago, it was not only US representatives who were flagging that, but also a high level Israeli representative said prior to the fact that they did expect some kind of deal to come through. Now, we're not getting that in this case. We're getting, as you mentioned, mixed messages. So I think that what we might see within the next week or two is some kind of short-term pause or short-term cessation of hostilities in the best case scenario. And I think the fact that President Joe Biden did feel comfortable to come out and say that in quite an optimistic way means that we are likely to see some sort of cessation of hostilities, possibly during the month of Ramadan, but that this is not going to be, you know, the comments from the Israeli Prime Minister and from Hamas make me think that this is not some kind of longer term, more comprehensive negotiated solution to the conflict that we're going to see within the next week or two. According to President Biden, though, Israel has agreed not to engage in any activity during the Muslim holy month. Will Hamas agree to do the same? So we don't know yet. And the problem is that we are oftentimes getting statements and sometimes more optimistic statements from partners or allies of, for example, Israel, or we've had some statements from Qatar who are also involved in negotiations. But the problem is that unless we see positive statements or unless we see statements of commitment from the key players, which is, of course, Israel and Hamas, we're very unlikely to see any kind of negotiated agreement or deal actually stick and be sustainable. So President Joe Biden saying that Israel will cease military operations during the month of Ramadan or military hostilities is one thing and might indicate that there's some possibility that we'll get some kind of agreement to that effect. But unless we actually see the Israeli prime minister, unless we see the Israeli government making a resolution to that effect, it's really not going to stick, like it's not going to have any kind of binding power, the fact that the US president has mentioned that he believes that that will be the case. So in short, it really still remains to be seen. And I've no doubt that 
Israel engaging in some kind of cessation of hostilities, they will also want something from Hamas in return. Like, for example, as you said, that Hamas will also agree to cease all hostilities. And then we get into sort of that fragile truce territory where if one side or the other ends up violating that truce, then we could return to hostilities, even if they've agreed to a period of, for example, a month, but it's under the condition that both sides hold to that agreement. It's uh, also notable, though, that in the midst of all the negotiations, uh, there was a change in negotiating strategy from Israel specifically. Um, This is on the back of uh, Israeli negotiators hinting at the possibility of releasing a number of high-profile Palestinian prisoners in exchange for some Israeli hostages. So what does this change in strategy signal, do you think? That's right. So I really put this down primarily to the domestic Israeli political context, where the fact that there is still a large number of hostages being held within the Gaza Strip and we're, you know, unsure exactly the condition of many of those. So this is a very tense and kind of hot issue within the domestic Israeli context. And the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, is aware of that. And there have been, you know, civil protests taking place, which primarily focus upon this issue of dissatisfaction with the way in which the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, has approached the issue of trying to negotiate a return of Israeli hostages from the Gaza Strip. So I see this kind of change in strategy as the Israeli Prime Minister, you know, possibly Israeli government trying to signal we are doing everything in our power, trying to signal to the domestic Israeli population, we are trying to do everything in our power, you know, whether or not that might be true, but they're trying to give the impression that they're doing everything in their power to try to bring those Israeli hostages back home which within sort of the Israeli domestic political context is sort of a different, considered to be kind of a different issue in some ways to the ongoing military operation in Gaza. Speaking of domestic pressure, Dr. Ganawa, Israel held elections in the shadow of the war. While we know Israelis view Hamas as an existential threat at its doorstep, uh, we also hear growing voices of contempt towards Mr. Netanyahu and his far-right administration. What's likely going to translate to votes? So we don't know yet, and this is actually going to be something fascinating to watch in the coming period. But what is for sure is that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, for many years, has sort of been clinging on to political power within Israel has kind of gone back and forth from being prime minister, despite the fact that there is a large constituency within the Israeli domestic population that is quite critical of Benjamin Netanyahu and quite antagonistic towards him and his government. So it'll be very interesting to see whether he sort of manages to maintain some kind of plurality of seats, you know, as an outcome of this. And I think that, um, What is interesting to sort of keep in mind is that whilst there's a lot of antagonism towards Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu himself, which we may see coming out in the results, uh, but this is considered in some ways slightly different to the way in which the Israeli population has kind of 
rallied around, generally speaking, a type of national sentiment following those October 7 attacks. So whilst there's certainly a lot of criticism of Benjamin Netanyahu, of the way in which he's kind of approached negotiations to release hostages, of maybe security failures prior to those October 7 attacks, but there is still generally probably a majority sentiment that some type of military operation in Gaza is supported within, you know, the Israeli domestic context, whilst they maybe there would be a different approach towards hostages that would be preferred, whilst we're seeing in the international arena that that ongoing military operation in Gaza on behalf of Israel is being increasingly criticised in terms of the costs and also the humanitarian fallout that we're seeing. Uh, and just this one final question here, Dr. Gnawa, uh, regarding the day after, uh, we know that the Palestinian authorities, uh, Palestinian Authority rather, appears to be making major shifts in its leadership uh, as part of those initial steps. But Israel insists there can be no day after with PA in the picture. On the other hand, Israel says it will seek help from countries to, uh, including the UAE, to rebuild Gaza when the conflict against Hamas ends. How much resistance will Tel Aviv actually face from regional powers in the absence of a breakthrough in establishing a Palestinian state? So I think that we are going to need to see something shift in this situation. You know, this particular phase of military operation and both sides in some ways trying to find some kind of military solution, whatever that might look like, and I don't personally think that that's very realistic, we're going to need to see some kind of shift in that situation where we get closer to some kind of political or negotiated solution. I think that for countries in the region, whilst the full-on sort of military operations continue, there's only going to be a certain extent to which they feel that they can sort of sit by and watch that occurring, in particular also because of the perspective and interests of their own domestic populations who are obviously, you know, not pleased with what they're seeing in terms of that ongoing war between Israel and Hamas and those, that kind of military operation that's taking place in Gaza. Now, the situation with the Palestinian Authority and Hamas, who obviously have an anti- and quite antagonistic sort of historical relationship between themselves, and then also what's the Israeli government's kind of approach towards the Palestinian Authority, which essentially in some ways the Palestinian Authority has t- tried to take a less violent approach towards resolving kind of the conflict. But in many ways, that hasn't necessarily gotten very far to date. So it will be interesting to see what happens. Of course, the Palestinian Authority is in quite an awkward sort of position at the moment, where on the one hand, they're looking on at what's happening in Gaza. And obviously, populations in the West Bank are very dissatisfied with what they're seeing. So they're sort of wanting to satisfy those populations. But then on the other hand, they don't have a lot of leverage, or they don't have a lot of mechanisms within their control to actually affect the situation. Um, I think it's kind of unlikely that we would see any kind of PA authority over Gaza in the coming, you know, once this sort of phase of conflict is resolved. But I guess that again, remains to be seen. And it really depends on what happens with Hamas themselves and whether they're actually degraded to a point where they are no longer in any kind of political control of the Gaza Strip, which is essentially what Israel has said that they want, or whether they manage to maintain some kind of political control there in which case, there wouldn't be any space for the PA in the Gaza Strip.
Indeed, either way, it doesn't look good for the PA uh, in terms of where they stand on the day after. Dr. Gnawa, always a pleasure to have you and your insights being aired on our show. We thank you for your time once more. Thanks for having me on. That's Dr. Jessica Gnawa. She's Senior Lecturer in International Relations at Flinders University.